welcome to the Shifting Mindsets with Shawnee podcast. I'm Shawnee, and this is the Power Series, which is a collective of life lessons that will help ignite the power that's already within you. The focus is to leave you feeling refreshed, renewed, and most importantly, more powerful within your ability to strengthen the way that you do life, and most importantly, yourself. I am your host, and I'm a mental health therapist an author, and a mindset coach. So join me every week on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for your dose of power. All right, now let's go ahead and jump into our topic for today. Hey, 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 we're back with episode seven of Shifting Mindsets with Shawnee. How are y'all feeling this week? We are in the holiday season. Thanksgiving just passed. There are a lot of different activities going on. If you celebrate Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, all of the things that are happening this time of year, I personally celebrate Kwanzaa and Christmas. Um, and I'm, you know, really excited about the decorating that I've been doing lately this week, um, and the decorating that I still have to do just to be able to, you know, kind of create that really healthy Christmas atmosphere in my home. It's been about six years since I last celebrated in this sense where I've decorated my home. I'm big on listening to Christmas music and watching those Christmas movies. But this year I decided to get back to the traditions that I grew up with because the inner kid within me is like, hey, we want to do these things. And I've been really intentional this year about nurturing my inner child. And I want to know how y'all feeling. You know, what do y'all have going on this week, this month? I mean, especially with it almost being the end of the year. Are you working on your New Year's resolutions? Have you already started your New Year's resolutions? Let me know what's going on with y'all. So while I'm feeling really good and motivated, feeling really empowered today, I'm going to be honest with y'all. Since I dropped that last episode, I have been shedding a whole lot. And I felt like this past week I have... I went through a storm unexpectedly and I was not prepared y'all let me tell you I felt like I was not myself and it was really hard for me to come out of it but what I decided to do is shift my routines and when I shifted my routines I got back to the basics of what made me happy and I allowed myself to engage in it more and more and also I gave myself a whole lot of grace to be able to not push myself to show up in a way that I knew that I couldn't because I wasn't mentally and emotionally and even physically, you know, capable of doing just that. So I allowed myself to just show up the best way that I can, even though I know that that's not my, that my, not my norm. But while going through that storm, I really had to take time out for myself. And when I take, say take time out for myself, I mean, I had to show up and embrace self-care in a way that I haven't had to do in a while. Like I have my routine things that I do on a weekly basis for self-care, but it felt like I had to do three, four times as much self-care. So today's topic is about the power of self-care. And I really want to give you guys some ideas of what you can do when you're going through the midst of a storm and the importance of self-care and how to really show up in life, implementing that on a routine basis. So that way, you know, when those storms come, you feel like you're prepared. You feel like you have all of your armor, your tools ready with you to be able to tackle that storm. And you feel like, okay, I'm standing tall. I'm walking through this storm and I'm not being dragged by this storm. So 
So while I may have been going through that storm, I feel like I have come out of that storm stronger and better than ever. And I feel like I'm strengthening myself every single day, mentally, emotionally, physically, and even financially. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there that I'm receiving an abundance of many different things in all areas of my life. Now, when it comes to what's going on in the world right now, there's a lot of sad news being displayed on you know, social media just in general and on the news. I mean, we have the COVID-19 still going on, a lot of sudden deaths that are happening from many different people um, in the celebrity field. It's a challenging time of year just in general. I mean, it's the holiday season. There's typically a lot going on with emotions um, being higher. It means we're stepping into the wintertime soon. I know some states are um, getting snow. Um, thankfully, I'm in St. Louis, and I haven't, we haven't gotten snow yet, but I know it's on the way. I can feel it. We're in the, the 30s now when it comes to the weather. It's getting colder, but we have the sunshine that's been bright the last couple of days, so I'm hopeful that we get to hold off on the cold, cold weather a little bit longer, but you know, when dealing with grief and loss around the holiday season, whether you're grieving a recent loss or a loss of a person that has happened, you know, within the last seven years or, shoot, maybe even the last 10, 15 years, it's hard to deal with the traditions that come along around this time of year because nothing feels the same as it used to. I mean, even personally for me, um, my family growing up, we used to have these really big holidays. We used to celebrate birthdays, anniversaries, and every single holiday all together. Primarily at my mom's home is where she would do all the hosting and all of her siblings would come and bring their kids. And then we have family, friends. And that used to be the norm for me um, ever since I could remember. So growing up as adults, it's something that continued on during like my early adulthood phase until it suddenly stopped and it seemed like it was very challenging to get everybody together because there were so many things that were happening um so much hurt and pain happening within the family that created a division and with that division it, it created a loss for me specifically because my inner child was no longer being nurtured during the holidays or during those anniversaries and birthdays and things you know you get so accustomed to traditions and when those things are swiped away because of family drama it, it takes you a, t a little while to be able to get over that. And then you start to create your own traditions. And that's kind of what I went into doing later on in life. But how are y'all taking this holiday season? Are you dealing with any grief and loss? Are you doing away with old ways of celebrating your traditions? Are you creating new traditions? Um, let me know. What does that look like? And how is that showing up for you? Kwanzaa was one of those holidays that I did not know about until I became an adult and started doing my own research about it. I would hear about it from time to time and because I was just so unfamiliar with it, I had no idea exactly where to start. Um, but I did start celebrating, at least acknowledging it a few years ago, and that helped me to connect more with the purpose behind it all. And it, it helped me to connect more with myself and, and feel that unity, feel that, that level of celebration that was different from Christmas, because I think that in my family, Christmas became all about just celebrating a gift, just receiving gifts. And, you know, in my opinion, when I look back, I started to get greedy because that was the norm. Like, okay, I get all of these gifts. Um, money and things of that nature not recognizing that the true aspect of Christmas that I really enjoyed and still miss today is the the family 
collaborating together, getting together, cooking, laughing, listening to music, playing games, like all of that is, is so important to me. So, you know, creating those family traditions on my own has been a struggle. However, I'm recognizing that I am more motivated to create those experiences and have them to my liking, you know, pulling apart some of those pieces that really made me happy as a kid, but also trying new ones and things of that nature. So that way, there's not a level of expectation or a level of longing for something that's no longer possible, you know, so grieving the loss of traditions is a thing that typically happens around this time of year. So if you all are starting new traditions, let me know what those are about. I think it's always good to be able to hear exactly what that looks like, um, especially when there's so many different traditions that are being created around this time of year, especially with a lot of people who may not connect with family and they have friends if they have uh, considered family. And that's starting to become a thing a whole lot more than usual. I know a lot of people celebrate Friendsgiving. I've never done that, but it will be something fun to experience because, you know, everybody doesn't have somebody you know when it comes to identifying as family so when you can create your own family and have that support system it's always healthy so the power of self-care right so with these fresh ideas on my mind because I just recently had to really beef up that self-care the number one thing that I recognize that is a challenge for many of us and I'm gonna say us because this is a challenge that I had just last week is the way in which I talk to myself you know when you're not feeling good you tend to um, have thoughts about yourself that that match that energy of not feeling so great and I have the ability to be able to have a level of awareness to catch those things right when I'm doing it but it still doesn't feel good because sometimes it can be hard to shift yourself away from that thought process that you're having so when it comes to how you speak to yourself showing yourself love and how you talk to yourself during those dark moments or maybe during those moments of a storm is very important. Um, that's the time to not guilt trip yourself about something. It's the time to embrace yourself and really hold yourself tight. Think about you know, how you would talk to a five or a six year old if they made a mistake and you're wanting to come in and not make them feel guilty and want to you know, lift them up. That's how you would want to talk to yourself because honestly, that's that five or six year old version of yourself that's not feeling too well in that moment that needs you to like really show up and give them some wisdom give them some support and really hug and embrace them in a way where you know they they can know that okay this is just a moment we don't have to sit here we can walk ourselves out of this space so the way that you talk to yourself is so 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 important I'm really big on affirmations and I think that sometimes when you don't have the the proper words uh, proper communication for yourself you can always use I statements I am I will I can it could be something as simple as I can beat this storm I am better than this position that I'm in right now I am better than these feelings that I feel right now I am allowing myself to show up as my best and highest self in this here moment I am coming into my best and highest self I am looking forward to feeling better you know, just simple affirmations like that. And literally, you see how they just flowed out of my mouth? Literally, that's how you have to talk to yourself in your head. Or you can speak it out loud. And I always encourage you that, hey, if you can muster up at least I am statements to yourself or I will or I can statements, record those statements on your phone, on the voice memo, and just play them over and over and over again. So that way, 
your subconscious can really lock in those words and you can feel better about yourself. And at least when those negative thoughts start to creep on in, they're they're coming in slower than they used to where you actually have a, the ability to be able to stop them before you sink into them. So number one is how you talk to yourself. And number two, I would say is how you show up for yourself. Now, now when I wasn't feeling well, my thought process naturally went to let me go ahead and do something that's going to give me instant gratification and things that give me instant gratification can be food it can be talking to specific individuals engaging in activities you know that can help produce that dopamine those endorphins in my mind right so you know how you show up for yourself and the decisions that you decide to make at that time are so important so I had to make wise decisions to say you know what I may be craving ice cream or cookies or sweets to some level, but that is not what my body needs in this moment because I need something that's going to, on the other end, once I'm finished with it, grow into something. I don't need something that's going to give me this quick high in this moment, but then give me a low low. So I didn't even go that route of putting things in my body that wasn't good for me or even, better yet this, listening to music that reflected my emotions in that moment and even if I did I made sure that it was one song and then I nourished my soul with maybe five or ten other songs that would speak to the level of where I wanted to be I didn't want to come from a place of sadness I didn't want to feel any anger I wanted to feel hopeful um, I desired to feel whole because when you're not feeling well and you're going through a storm you don't always feel whole so I wanted to make sure that I was matching where I would be at after I came out of that storm now think about how you want to match that you think you have to think far ahead um, to get yourself out of that 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 dark space when you're going through the storm because there's not a lot of light around you you know so you have to create that light and even if it's just a flicker as you're going through that storm it's it's going to continue to brighten and and become bigger and bigger around you the more that you you know indulge in it so number two think about how you're showing up for yourself are you showing up for yourself in a way where you're embracing where you're at but you're also making sure that there are things that you can control and that you are taking advantage of what you control think about what you're eating drinking what you're putting into your mind think about what's connecting with your body in general you know all of those things matter for how you're showing up for yourself. You're not just allowing yourself to sink, sink, sink. Nope, you're swimming through the thing. You are floating in it, and you're also not rushing anything. You're allowing yourself to, okay, well, I feel it. Let me go ahead and release it through this activity. Let me go ahead and release it through how I'm talking to myself. Release it how I show up for myself. Even if I show up for myself for five minutes, it still matters because that's something that can grow within you. Now, if you decide to not show up, you got to think about what you're telling your body to do. You're telling your body, let's sit here. And then you get stuck. So talk to yourself kindly. Show up for yourself in the best way that you can. And it's always good to really have these conversations with yourself before you're going through a storm. If you're not having these conversations, then it's going to be really hard once you get into that storm to actually have a game plan. So self-care on a routine basis is always good. Check in with yourself on a daily basis. How am I talking to myself? How am I feeling? Am I motivated today? Am I unmotivated? Do I have fatigue? You know, because when you're at a lower level of yourself, you're not always going to show up the best 
but you know it helps you to be able to intervene as needed when you at least have some type of prevention methods in place where you're already participating in the self-care activity itself. All right, number three, y'all. So I feel that it's very important for you to make sure that you are focusing on how others speak and treat you in this moment of going through a storm or just on a routine basis because if you're allowing others to not be so kind to you, to not treat you in the way in which you would like to be treated when you're going through a regular day of life, think about how that's going to impact you when you're not doing well. Like when you're in a down, down mood, you know, maybe there's some sadness, maybe you're angry about something, maybe you're confused about something. Maybe it's just a moment of rest because you're overwhelmed. If you allow others to treat you poorly when you're doing fine, guess what? That's going to curate experiences where they're treating you even more poorly when you're down. So you want to make sure that you're taking inventory of those people that you have in your life and that you're setting standards and you're putting non-negotiables in place so that way you receive a level of respect that you deserve. And if you have not listened to my podcast from last week, episode six, it talks about the power of respect. So tune into that if you're having challenges with allowing yourself to show up and have that self-care um, all around the board, where it's how you're treating yourself and then how other people are treating you. So very, very, very important. And number four, very, very, very important. Self-care includes boundaries. Those boundaries that you set with yourself and other people, you have to not only just set them, but enforce them. And, you know, when you recognize what your boundaries are or maybe new boundaries that you need to set, you have to be proactive about it right away because if you don't, there's going to be a buildup of stress, a buildup of irritation, dissatisfaction for things that you're not enforcing. And, you know, when when your self-care is in, involved and you're doing all of the physical activities and you're wondering why your mental health is all over the place, you have to check in to see, okay, well, am I not enforcing boundaries you know, and, and how am I allowing this stress to continue to happen on a routine basis? Because the honest truth is that you're going to experience stress in general every single day. You know, there's going to be bad stress. There's going to be good stress. But if you run in high from that stress, it's going to spill out in ways, you know, that you really don't need to. So that's why self-care is so important because you get a chance to push off spurts of that stress that you're accumulating on a routine basis. I mean, stress impacts your ability to complete tasks, to get along with people. I mean, it affects your energy level. So you need energy to get throughout the days, and self-care is very important for, you know, creating that energy within you. Self-care can also come in a form of you actually acknowledging that maybe you're not at your best, maybe acknowledging that you are at your best, but also having the ability to be able to check in with yourself to see where you're at and provide yourself with whatever the need is um, that you may need in that moment. Sometimes you may check in with yourself and say, I'm good, I don't need anything. But then there are going to be times where you say, you know what, I feel off. And then it's time for you to actually explore what feels off and identify maybe what triggered you to be off so that way you can find a solution to it. And sometimes you may not have a solution to it. Maybe it's just the level of awareness that's good enough for you. But when you can acknowledge it, find ways to validate yourself in that moment. Like, okay, I feel this way because of this. Okay, that makes sense. Even if you can tell yourself that instead of like sweeping it under the rug, 
um, being dismissive and validating the emotion or, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling in your body, it can, it can create more of a healthy self-care habit because you're connecting more with yourself. You're allowing yourself to not go unnoticed by yourself, you know, and it's the same way with the kid. If you saw a kid crying and you were just kind of like walking in the area or maybe even your own child crying or a family member that you're that you're connected to you see them crying you're going to go over there and say hey what's going on how can I be of service to you so you have to be of service to yourself truly before you can actually show up and be of service for other people so self-care is all about the mental emotional physical spiritual financial all of the things you know we've just done a whole talk on the power of self-care and you know what I did not talk about the quote that I have for the week. And the quote is, talk to yourself like you would to someone you love by Brene Brown. I really, really love that. And um, I chose that quote because I had to step up for myself last week and really talk to myself in a nurturing way. Just even yesterday, talking to myself in a nurturing way. Actually every day and sometimes I have to show up a little bit more than usual you know sometimes I may need a 30 second talk to myself and then there are other days where I may need five to ten minutes but you don't have to put a number on it it's all about the quality and how you talk to yourself on a routine basis all right now I'm gonna go ahead and run down 16 activities that I feel like that are healthy activities for you to engage in that contribute to self-care so outside of the things we talked about today, 16 you can choose. I mean, you can start implementing these tomorrow if you'd like. But I feel that there should always be at least two self-care activities that you're doing on a routine basis. One mentally and emotionally, one physically. All right, so let's get into it. Style your hair. Wear your favorite colors of clothing or look. Go for a massage, attend a spa. Create a bedtime routine journaling whether that's physically journaling or typing it out electronically on your phone praising yourself on a routine basis maybe even taking time out to review your accomplishments call a friend up maybe talk to them about you know what's going on in life uh, make it a positive conversation be intentional about the conversation before you call them um, do some deep breathing. I'm really big on meditating on a routine basis. There are a lot of YouTube videos out there that can help guide you through some deep breathing techniques. If you don't know how to do it on your own, go ahead and take some time out to maybe read a book. I love books. I'm always buying books. If you haven't read um, Feeding the Soul by Tabitha Brown, I highly encourage it. Um, especially when you're going through tough times because everybody needs an auntie that's going to talk to them like baby, sweetie pie, all of the things so that way you can really feel connected um, and it's not you always having to talk positive to yourself sometimes you just need a good book to pick up and it can do that for you um, I know with the weather being the way that it is you can't always go outside for a walk or run but you can always create those experiences inside the home or inside of a gym area where you can go for a walk or run or even working out um, I love to listen to music I'm gonna listen to some music today I listen to music in the morning midday at night all throughout the day self-care good activity um, if you're a writer like me then you may
may want to not only just write a journal entry, but maybe you like writing short stories, poems. I encourage all of that. Also, if you think you can sing or you know you can't sing, but you like to sing anyway, um, it's a really good stress reliever to sing. And singing at the top of your lungs is really healthy, especially if you have um, built up emotions and issues with expressing how you feel. It's always good to kind of like push all of that off. It, it helps so much. If you have not tried it, try it tonight, especially if you feeling like, okay, I, there are some things that I want to say. Sometimes you just have to exercise that ability to be able to communicate those things in other ways. And then it makes it easier for you to build up the courage, the words to be able to communicate what needs to be said. And then you won't have to come from a place of anger, maybe just sitting down and having um, a healthy level of emotional intelligence as you communicate what you need. Also, two more things, right? Sometimes it's good to just kind of take a stroll down memory lane and reflect on all of the good memories you can look at you know memories that took place when you were five years old if you can reflect back that far think about when you were 10 years old really good memories and significant life events that took place sometimes we you know can easily drift off into the past and think about all of the negative things that have happened but what about the good memories I mean they deserve some use right they're there they're stored in your mind you just have to take control over those memories and be more intentional about how you're talking to yourself and how you're allowing those memories to show up all right and this is number 16 y'all for healthy activities that you can engage in for self-care this is a must if you have any spiritual beliefs that you believe in I feel that it's important for you to nurture those beliefs on a routine basis so practicing and engaging in those rituals that are connected to whatever your beliefs are and because they deserve some acknowledgement and if that's part of who you are it needs to be nourished on a routine basis um, I believe that we're spiritual beings having a human experience so if you're operating as a human on a routine basis you're going to be disconnected from self in general and this is just one way to stay connected all right so y'all remember that quote by Brene Brown that I said earlier Talk to yourself like you would to someone you love. I want you to take a moment to think about someone that you love. Someone that you adore. Someone that maybe you will go above and beyond for. Even reflect back to a time in which you had to show up for them during a difficult time that they were having in their lives. Think about some of those key words that you said to them. Take time to write it down and I want you to communicate that to yourself. Just because there doesn't have to be a reason, it doesn't have to be anything negative going on in this moment. You just need to be able to pour love into yourself. The overall benefits of self-care, simple. You can renew your mind, body, spirit, and soul. You can enhance all areas of your life and how you show up. And number three, you get a chance to protect yourself from sinking into a space that leaves you debilitated. That's it. Alright, so let's go ahead and jump into our weekly prayer. I pray that you see how worthy you are of a day of rest. That it is okay for you to go ahead and schedule time in for yourself and create an experience that you can look forward to. This experience will help you to get through the rest of the day, the week, the month, or year. And you should be able to start today. Alright y'all, I'll talk with y'all on the next episode of Shifting Mindsets with Shani. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow me at Love and Serenity Wellness on Instagram, as well as YouTube with Shifting Mindsets with Shani, and I'll speak with y'all next week.